1: Would you object to never seeing me again? This is not just a couch. It's just our couch! Take the red pill, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You leave the light on after bedtime. I always thought it would be better to be a fake somebody, a real nobody. Are we gonna air it? Of course not. Not it! it! So, two persons murdered. Is anyone suspected? Constable, how much of your superiors explained to you? Only that they were slain, their heads found severed. Their heads were not found severed. Their heads were not found at all. The heads are g- gone? Taken. Taken by the headless horsemen. <laughs>
0: we have murders in New York without benefit of ghouls and goblins. You're a long way from New York, constable. Murder needs no ghost to come from the grave. The assassin is a man of flesh and blood and I will discover him.
1: Uh, we need to give this a proper, you know, we need to give this like a proper setup here. Let's stop it. Proper setup. Shut it down. For Sleepy Hollow? Yeah. I want a moment of peace, a moment of quiet. Okay. And, you know, imagine you're, you know, 14-year-old Ben Zook. And you've dragged your parents to the the movie theaters on Friday night. And, you know, you don't know much about uh, this movie other than it's really, you know, everyone's really excited to see it and everything and you know you sit down and you start hearing that Danny Elfman music and everything and and you're just you know you're taken away by this wonderful uh suspense mystery thriller that is you know a new twist on a story that most people think they know uh which which in 1999 I really had no idea Uh, I mean I knew okay sleepy you know headless horseman he's gonna chop people's heads off or whatever. Like I, I still haven't seen to this day. I still haven't seen the Disney um, animated uh, film of this. Um, I love this film. This is an extremely, this is what uh, movie theaters were meant for. And and this is what the kind of entertainment that, that we are missing today. You know what, if, if, you know, I would risk, uh, contamination to the coronavirus. Uh, to see this <laughs> in the theater for, for the first time again today, and that's that the, is, and, the you know,
0: saddest death of all time. That's uh, to, not true for this of
1: any title that Hollywood is coming out with uh, right now. uh okay, I get it. You hate it. I get it. But you know what? I'm big on this one. This is a this is a this is a comfort uh, title for me that that I revisit quite a lot. I think I watched it like three times in the last year. Um, oh my goodness! You know, the the thing of it to me is that the big the big regret I have is that I'll never be able to see it again for the first time. Um, so after now that I've said my piece, go ahead, do I your. D- I disagree. Your with I with hate you, I, I,
0: <laughs> I feel like the uh, the plot <laughs> is so incomprehensible. Every time you watch it, it's basically like the first time because you're like, all right, how is
1: it incomprehensible? It makes perfect right, so sense. What, to-
0: spoiler alert. Uh, for Sleepy Hollow. Uh, my short review is it stinks. Uh, it's not very good. Um. So you tell oh boy, me what? Did... There
1: you go. <laughs> your your powers of of, of an, analytics here are just—I am blown away, blown away. Oh, look, Dennis.
0: coming off of Fleesh's journey, where someone called it the most provocative serial killer killer movie of all time, I, I'll take it stinks uh on the on the poster. I want you to explain to me uh this screenplay here by Andrew Kevin Walker, who I never believe because it seems like in this time period he had his name on a lot of things that you know got mm-hmm. rewritten to death, or he was yeah, just brought that's... in
1: late that's the case with sleepy hollow is my understanding that this got rewritten by a lot of different people and it's not, it wasn't known at the time, but it's come out now that he did that. He basically wrote a first draft and then it went, it went off in all sorts of different directions from there.
0: Um, I'm happy for his residuals. seek on this, you know, good for him, whatever <laughs> he did, he did his part and then he got to move on with his life. Uh, just, yeah, s- full spoilers, uh, explain to me what, what is the, the, the mystery here, the whodunit aspect And, and what are they doing with, to me, what should be a kind of simple, like scary story about this, you know, ghastly figure that like rises up and, and just basically terrorizes people, uh, with, with no head. Uh, what is happening here?
1: It is not, it is not unlike, uh, Parasite. Uh, you know, it is like this, you know, this, (laughs) right, right. Now that I've said it, it's clicking for you and you're gonna, you're gonna take back all the mean things you said about Sleepy Hollow. This young girl you know, grows up or, uh, her, you know, most of her family dies. Her, her sister turns to witchcraft. Um, you know, that sucks. Uh, and then she exacts revenge on all these rich people in, you know, in sleepy hollow who, um, you know, yeah, she was the, the nurse for, um, you know, uh, the, the, uh, for Christina Ricci's mother. And then she kind of usurped herself into that, into that, uh, you know, place and is basically, you know, exacting revenge on all these people who wronged her. It's pretty, you know, and, and, you know, I don't think you're meant to read in to a whole lot of that. I think it's, you know, it's a mystery. Um, like it's, it, this is a movie that is primarily, its primary goal is to entertain.
0: Yeah, it, uh, fails at that. Uh, Johnny Depp, uh, terrible. Uh, this is, you know, this is we probably need the more, beginnings. We need
1: more than just one words here. Uh, let Jonathan. me continue. Uh,
0: this is probably the beginnings of his like nonsense where I, I get the impression sort of like Nicolas Cage now, although it's on a much smaller scale because Nicolas Cage is in like straight to VOD stuff. Uh, they bring him in. Uh, there's like no restrictions. Um, I I was recently watching uh Ghost Rider, uh, again, and I remember I had not seen it since theaters. I remember thinking, like, didn't he do a lot of like kind of weird shit that was like distracting within these like individual scenes? And to me it like displays a a lack of confidence in the material, which, you know, maybe Sleepy Hollow is just rewritten to death. Uh Depp just brings his own little quirks and his own little ideas, and I find them uh, individually very distracting and then as a whole just kind of annoying. And so, like, the, the example I was using was Ghost Rider was Nicholas Cage wanted to have his character not drink alcohol. So that's fine. That, that's a choice, but instead he drinks. Uh, jelly beans out of, like, you know, wine glasses. And that's incredibly distracting. And you wonder, what the fuck am I watching? What's going on when someone's trying to give you some dialogue that really doesn't matter because it's a movie about a guy with a flaming head. Well, this is a movie about a guy with no head. And Johnny Depp is the investigator. And half the time, I don't know what the hell he's doing or what little gadget he's using.
1: One One of the things that I think works about it is that there are enough red herrings here that you're you're never exactly sure where where the mystery is heading and and I mean certainly the first time I saw it I was very surprised by you know by the twist here at the end with Miranda Richardson um and you know that takes some skill to pull off especially in a in a short film like this an hour forty five minute film with so many different characters with uh, so many different big spectacle scenes. And one of the things that I think works about it is that it keeps building.
0: you believe the father killed her? The horseman killed her. How often do I have to tell you there is no horseman? There never was a horseman. There never will be a horseman. What
1: is that? My talisman, it protects me from the horseman. You, a magistrate, and your head full of such nonsense. Now tell me the name of... (laughs) After we get this amazing sequence in the church, we get something that builds on top of that, and it keeps going and going. And then we get this really, this really humorous uh, final exchange between the villain uh, when he gets his head back, uh, played by Christopher Walken, and uh, staring into Miranda Richardson's face uh, and, and kind of doing a sexual like tongue uh, thing. This, this, there's so much entertainment value here, uh, and I'm just—I I guess I'm a little taken aback. I, mean, um, I, hate I would love so for stronger.
0: more uh, Christopher Walken. That would been cool. Uh, you know, to me, it's one of those things where you you lose interest in the mystery, uh, and so the twist. It's like you can basically tell me anything at that point, and I'm like, fine. You know, we're we're almost you know 2 hours into this just just wrap it up I understand we've all got to leave we've got other things to do so we got to go home so whatever <laughs> you know just you can just do whatever and so i've i've only seen this uh twice now and uh so I, I didn't come into it remembering like, oh I hated the twist. Uh I remember not liking it. But I'm I'm pretty much watching this this fresh and yet again I'm sort of bludgeoned into uh to boredom and just sort of throwing my arms up and like, you know, uh trying attempting to enjoy the set pieces for what they are. Uh but I detest the fact that it is a, a mystery that when it could have just been a chase film. It could have just been like a, a, a monster movie. Uh, and you're basically your only goal is to survive. I, I don't need the, uh, the, the back and forth. I do admire your, your attempt to uh, liken it to Parasite, even though I, I like that film. I, I, you know, I, I like that you're, you're punching up. You're not punching down, uh, in that regard. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think that's just a mistake. I, I think it's trying to, I guess trying to dress up what it is like, uh, a very small story uh and and trying to extrapolate sure, that out sure. to a feature length film but i i don't feel like the heart is in it I, I i don't you know i don't gather that this was someone's like you know passion project as far as like i've got a new take on it uh it's like you know let's attach tim burton this seems like a tim Burtony project uh he likes to work with johnny depp you know it'll look cool you know we'll have a, a cool aesthetic to it and we'll just figure things out later that's it's not Unlike his time on the very successful Batman films, in particular, 89, where, you know, there was a lot of rewriting and like the um, spoiler alert, if I need to say it for Batman from 1989. But, you know, the reveal that the, the Joker is responsible for the origin of Batman was something that they just sort of were throwing around like uh, we need to. <laughs> how do we pick up this third act a little bit? Hey, we can make the Joker the guy who did it all. And, you know, that's that's probably not uh copacetic with the comic book fans, but I think that's just how Tim Burton, I I think his, his main focus is the general look and tone of the movie. And I don't think he really cares too much about the details. And I think that's a bad fit with like making this a murder mystery. It's a bad fit. I think
1: he was better at, at creating entertainment in that regard than, than he is now. And, and yeah, so if you're going to the Batman 89 movie, and you know you're a huge fan of the comics or whatever, the, uh, you know you're probably let down because right it's not that's um in, the, that's inaccurate to the comics right Joker isn't the person who uh, kills right. okay I didn't know that I'm sorry I I, w- I was not a comic pure no, as a that's, kid that's fine I just showed I, up I, to I, the I... movie theaters expecting to be entertained and and you know for a good fifteen <laughs> years Tim Burton uh, he he was pretty successful at that I would say. What's sad about this movie to me is that directly after this is when Burton, you know, changes and and his films are really never the same. I mean, right after this, he has Planet of the Apes. Absolutely horrible. Like, dear, I don't even consider it as part of the Planet of, of the Apes series. It's so bad. Hmm. Like, I've I like Tim Ross. No, Tim Ross. Not, is a good villain. We will, no, yeah. we will not defend Planet of the good Apes. Ape. Let's yeah. move on. Okay. Big Fish good movie, but then Charlie and the Chocolate Factory just m- absolutely miserable. Uh uh Alice in Wonderland again, a miserable movie and uh and then I I really didn't I had a strong dislike for uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Mm-hmm. And, and so I Similar to we talked about Pedro Amadovar uh, a few weeks back, you know, I liked it when Pedro Amadovar was a little bit more immature and a little bit more embracing of, of his initial instincts, his initial strengths. And I think that's what, you know, these first, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight films from Tim Burton, you know, that's what they represent is, is him, you know, him doing him at at, at his best. And then, after that, it's just never really the same and so i have a strong I have a strong uh affection for these early Tim Burton movies, and it's sad to me and I think a big a big reason why they can't exist you know and I don't know it a big part of it is on him he's made terrible choices uh as a filmmaker uh, you know from this point forward uh but also, I think part of it is on you know the whole concept of fan service, the whole idea that oh, we can't make. Joker responsible for uh the death of Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne or whatever. Uh we have to be because that'll piss off the comic fans or whatever. Um and I don't know I don't know if there's any inaccuracies in Batman returns uh or, or uh, at all uh but I enjoyed that film. Uh it's a little too villain heavy. Um I, I enjoy those movies much more than the superhero movies that we see today because they're all so cookie cutter and also so much the same. You feel a personal touch in Tim Burton's Batman uh, Batman movies that you just don't feel. Um, and even even the Christopher Nolan ones, you know, Dark Knight is quite impressive, but I don't think Batman Begins has is, is held up very well. I don't think Dark Knight Rises is held up very well.
0: Oh, I like that one the best of those three for sure. Really? Uh, Rises, I, Yeah. He,
1: People, people actually seem to, by, by and large, it seems like people dislike that one, find that one to be the weakest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. I think I'm in the minority, uh, in that regard. But, uh, you know, I, I, going back to, to Burton's, uh, Batman, I think it's just a, there, there's a little bit, it's strange for someone that has such, uh, a clear vision of how he wants, uh, things to be presented that when it comes to, uh, elements of the plot, where if he, you know he he's he's amusing. Like if you if you watch these interviews, he he seems uh far more personable and and funny than you would expect uh given the type of material he he works on or like his his you know <laughs> his physical presentation of himself. He he looks like kind of kooky art student. You know mm-hmm. he's he, and he he looks like he's come directly out of the mid '80s as well, and like and never like really aged further than that. Uh, but I remember watching on some of those, those Batman special features, uh, when they released them, probably, probably when Batman Begins came out and they started. Putting out some really nice uh, DVDs at that time, uh, you know, he was just like, yeah, hey, we're just, you know, we're just trying to do something, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, he did, he didn't seem beholden to it and, and defensive in a way, like, no, 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 this is, this is the reason why I did it, and, and it totally works, and you just don't get it, and it's my vision. Uh, he just sort of shrugged his shoulders, and so, you know, at the time, it, you know, that, that did kind of sound plausible and like a good idea, but a lot of people didn't care for it.
1: Yeah, and, but come on, to be fair, to be fair, this movie was a was a big hit. A lot of people liked it. Uh, from what I remember. A lot of people really liked it. Uh, We're we're talking about Batman, right? Yeah, Batman. Well, Batman, all these movies. Uh, Tim Burton was on quite a roll up until this point. I would say Mars Attacks would be his only movie that was seen as as divisive up until now. I would
0: would argue against Batman Returns, which I actually really like a lot. Uh, I don't remember, because I remember as a kid uh just like uh, it was mainly like adults and like i remember reading like articles like you know basically like a version then of like can this franchise be saved <laughs> you know that and it it financially you know opened very well but didn't do as well as the prior one and obviously they hit well, the reboot but yeah but come on history
1: uh, history you know worked out in his favor because the next two films sure, sure. you know <laughs> uh,
0: certainly certainly did uh i i just think that um you know he he's and this is not going on a limb. He's he's definitely not like a uh, a Fincher or like a Kubrick, where it's like he wants complete control over every aspect of the film. I don't think he really concerns himself too much with uh, certain elements of the plot, and that's I don't like that element in Batman '89, but I do like that film, and I can kind of just roll with it. But I I just do not like like any bit of Sleepy Hollow as far as far as the story they're presenting to me. I think it's. You know, convoluted. I think it's uh, it, it would be hard to repeat to someone as far as like, oh, here's what his version of Sleepy Hollow is about. Uh, it's very much something that I could have on the background with <clears throat> no dialogue. If it was one of those features where like the the score was playing, and that was it. I probably would prefer it. Like, I would just be like, that this looks cool. I just and don't it's, think, it's, just don't think nice that makes it a bad material.
1: movie necessarily. I mean, you know, the 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 power that that Burton had w- in terms of creating these very different and, and impressive visuals uh you know i mean the, this movie has stood the test of time in that regard it, it has a very unique look that that stands out uh from the the desaturated bleach bypass look that was starting to become popular there are a lot, there's a lot of early attempts at that that I do not think have, have aged very well just from, from a cinematography standpoint. Uh, I think sleepy hollow has aged a lot better. Um, and you know, we're never going to agree on this. We're never going to agree on this, but to me, let's stats. let's go to stats. last, you know, this is like the Alamo for Tim Burton. Like after mm, this, I would say big fish,
0: know, big fish is like that. I like, that one I, think is, I like big fish a lot. I like big fish a lot. Uh, very well, but it wasn't really um, a
1: commercial hit, uh, for sure. um, that's sort of like, you know, it's it's a movie aimed more for adults, whereas I I do think Sleepy Hollow, uh, kids uh, like high school ag- age kids mm-hmm. can really enjoy. Going to the the stats since we can't be the tiebreaker
0: here, uh, this scored uh, notably less on Rotten Tomatoes than Fleischer's Journey, so I guess Fleischer's <laughs> Journey is the better film.
1: <laughs> well, you you f- okay? I guess you're gonna fit in with the Twitter crowd uh, today. Cause that's how they, that's how they decide things is they say, uh, Oh, Hey, uh, st- you know, this is the art rotten tomato score. Therefore I'm right. And you're wrong. <laughs> Didn't uh, you, did you?
0: Uh, I'm sure you were not uh, around or probably not interested, but I, I, I was greatly amused when the, the last star Wars thing uh, came out and they do. I don't know why they do it this way. Uh, Cause it's just set up like a gag. It sets you up for failure. Um, they do like a rotten tomatoes, like reveal score, like a little (laughs) like video (laughs) where it's like the number moves, like, you know, in all sorts of directions. And then it like with a, a, I mean, in this case, a loud thud, it's like... (laughs) People hate this. Like you, know, you get the the bad score, and I'd never I had never seen that before. But I know that that's uh, people do take that those numbers as sort of rock solid as far as did this movie succeed or not uh, in the cultural landscape, and it, it means nothing. But I don't know if it was Justice League or something. I remember there being all sorts of accusations that it's like they were like cooking the books or they weren't revealing the numbers like early enough because of studio interference, but it's, it's all stupid. Um, but yeah, I mean, in my mind, uh, I definitely would like, you know, uh, a, a YouTube video that <laughs> for that, for this particular week or this time period where it reveals Fleece's journey versus sleepy hollow <laughs> and fleece's journey is deemed the, the worthy film to see that no one actually saw, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I
1: think I think these rotten tomato scores—they just become another part of of the marketing campaign for these movies, and the, and so the studios treat them that way, and then by extension, they have less meaning. And so I really don't put any any stock in them. Uh, I I really long I long for the days of just going to the movie theaters on a Friday night and being extremely pleasantly surprised by something like Sleepy Hollow. It, it, this is one of those movies that made me fall in love with movies. It, it, what, what I remember is that I used to wear watches. I don't wear a watch anymore because of, you know, the phone thing. Uh, okay. and I remember that basically one of my ways of judging a movie as a kid <laughs> was by how many times I looked at my watch. And I remember Sariolo right. being one where I didn't look at my watch at all. I was just transfixed. And I, and I still, I still feel that way. This is a very enjoyable film. And I do think, I do think there are other people who agree with me. I have seen um, online people talking about this one favorably. And, uh, and I think it holds up. Uh, if you check my letterbox account, I've been uh, keeping track of, uh, the films we've watched for
0: 1999. And, uh, currently, uh, you'll be proud of this sleepy hollow has the crown is the worst thing I've watched for this year.
1: Well, come on. That's just hyperbole.
0: I don't, I, I, I really like, I put this in the vein of wild, wild west where I'm like, this is <laughs> nonsense. And like
1: <laughs> you don't like great... you don't find anything to like about that church sequence. See,
0: when you mention that, I'm like, I don't you know, I remember Christina Ricci like uh, stupidly uh, sort of like gawking. Uh, and that, that's that's about all I remember. I The one I remember more is uh, the guy from Starship Troopers. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Getting attacked. Oh, I remember that uh, sequence You don't like anything more. about
1: that. You don't like anything about that. <laughs> not, not in particular.
0: Like, I, I actually thought uh, I would rather, uh, was it Casper Van Dean? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. I would rather him have been the lead as, like, you know, uh, strapping Ichabod Crane and have no Johnny Depp as his, this this quirky investigator. And I think I like the movie a lot more. I, 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 hate, I hate the lead character and I hate the, the murder mystery aspect of it so much. You're you're uh, just that, anti-science,
1: uh, Dennison. That's what I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> you're anti anti-Ichabod Crane's uh, science, and uh, you know that's that's the well, accusation I'm gonna lob at you. I,
0: uh, I thought you might be happy because that means that uh, Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me, and Albert Brooks, the muse, which you you were a fan of both of those. Uh, you know, those, they you hate those you spots. hate joy. That's the, that's
1: what it is, Denniston. You are a mm. hater of joy.
0: You're right. Cause stigmata is quite a bit higher up than this. Uh, I've got the haunting right there. Um, all about my mother just beat out limbo. That's Sleep my current although, rankings.
1: It's, it's fun. It's entertaining. It keeps you guessing it's suspenseful. It's got, you know, all the things that, that, that like a kid would really want, you know, in terms of like, you know, violence and, and visual stimulation. And, um, and at the same time, you know, it takes itself, it takes itself serious enough uh, you know, for you for you not to like completely check out from it,
0: I would go with the mummy with it with that description. Sure. And uh, in, in keeping with this this year, I would say that the mummy, the mummy uh, accomplishes more in the same vein, uh, successfully for me. Uh, and I'm not like the biggest like mummy fan, I know. there are great admirers of that. Uh, but that one I that one I enjoyed. Um, and it would it would probably pain you to see how high up uh instinct is on my <laughs> is on my list
1: <laughs> number one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it is not number one, but, uh, it's, it's pretty high up there. It's, it's in the upper tier of things that I, I didn't care for. I'll say that as far as like guilty pleasure material along with, uh, like the general stotter, that sort of thing.
1: And I, would, I wouldn't call this guilty pleasure, but I would say it functions on a lot of the same uh, kind of appeals in in regards to that. I mean, I mean, I yeah, I don't think you're supposed to go through this and, and identify the the subtextual themes and, and their greater meaning to Tim Burton's work. Even though there are there are bits of, of that here with with Ichabod Crane's backstory in regards to uh, you know his mother, uh, be you know losing his mother to a a guy who was uh, his whole life was based around. Uh, a firm belief in scripture and and you know a a biblical tyrant, I think he calls them at one point. there are little touches here and there that that uh, you know you can you can say elevates the the movie um, but i wouldn 't say that uh, you 're right. the mummy is a good comparison they 're both kind of midnight movies that you can turn on and just be instantly glued to in my opinion.
0: I think I speak for everyone listening. Uh, it's uh, time to move on uh, to Denise, Denise Richards. Let's bring on Denise Richards, uh, and let's let's sex up this podcast. Uh, enough of this this nonsense.
1: I was thinking more about Michael Apted. You know, like <laughs> also a sexy guy, hasty British man <laughs> with his gray hair <laughs> and his Seven Up. You know. <laughs> I just want to see I want to see Michael Apted with just like a like an actual 7 Up soda can. You know, that would be, you know.
0: I mean, w- I will see what Google can provide <laughs> for you there, but that is that is a strange uh a visual that you want. Uh so yeah, I mean, the next one we have is a James Bond movie and I actually I've already watched it, but I had to look up uh, the title cuz I get them all confused. Uh it's one of the Pierce Brosnan ones, so it is The World Is Not Enough and Denise Richards Uh, this, according to IMDB, this is listed as her, like, top known for film, which was kind of surprising to me. I thought for sure it'd be Wild Things, uh, as, what, Dr. Christmas Jones? Is that her character's name? Yes. Quite
1: a character name. I mean, if you're gonna have a character name, you know, that would be...
0: I say this as having already seen the fucking thing again. I believe she plays like a nuclear scientist. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Something, something. It's you know. probably
1: what the movie is, is most well known for was, was Denise Richards as, as a scientist, which, which, you know, uh, is certainly interesting. So, <laughs>
0: I think everyone's just being too mean. Uh, This is the world I want to live in. So uh, I look forward much more so to discussing that film, even though I forgot the title and don't really know what Denise Richards is doing in it. But it'll be more fun than Sleepy Hollow, for me at least, I assure you.
1: Yes, for, you know, for haters of joy, you know, (laughs) Sleepy Hollow is not the movie for you. Uh, (laughs) That's fine. I'm comfortable (laughs) with that.
0: If you'd like to continue the conversation with us, feel free to do so on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at 99from99.